the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers and sisters, happy Palm Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely a, a beautiful day, a, a beautiful celebration. We celebrate today something so special, something so beautiful. We celebrate Jesus entering Jerusalem to take his throne. The people are claiming Jesus as king. That's what Jesus came for. Jesus came to be our king. And the people are all excited. Everybody's really excited because finally they have a king that's going to save them. The Jews at this time were being oppressed. And they were looking for a savior. They thought that their savior was going to save them from the oppression of the Romans. The Romans were controlling them. The Romans were oppressing them. They had no life. They were in slavery. And so as Jesus comes in, they're thinking that Jesus is coming to save them from this tyranny of the Romans. They're finally excited. But Jesus, out of all people, everybody's excited. Everybody's happy. Just like we were today, and clapping. That's what they were doing. But Jesus was the only one that had sadness inside. Why? Because Jesus knew that he was entering into Jerusalem to enter into his throne and it wasn't going to be a golden throne. It's not going to be a chair like this. What was his throne? The cross. His throne is a cross. How Jesus is going to save his people is not going to be through fighting. It's not going to be through war and through killing. How Jesus is going to save us is not through political, saving us from political tyranny. He saves us through death and resurrection. Jesus does not meet their expectations. Their expectation is something worldly. And Jesus knows that the real slavery is not a political slavery. Jesus is saying to them, the real slavery is not from the Romans, it's from the devil. Because when Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve had fallen, man became enslaved to the devil. We were transferred from the kingdom of God to the kingdom of Satan. And now Jesus has come to transfer us from this kingdom of the devil to now his kingdom, the kingdom of God. And he does this by taking on our punishment for sin, for all of our sins. He does this by getting on his throne, which is a cross. The people, these people that are so excited, are the same people who, a few days later, are not going to defend him, and are not going to claim him as a king, the same people that are clapping and that are saying Hosanna, which means save us, save us, save us, save us, and then four days later, prove yourself. Who are you? We don't know him. We don't know who this guy is. Kill him. Crucify him. It sounds a little bit like our story as humans. Us as humans, one day we want Jesus as king. One day we want Jesus 
as our Savior. Save me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Do this for me, Jesus. Make this happen for me, Jesus. Fix this for me, Jesus. And then another day later, we forget him. We resist God in many ways. This is the human struggle in all of us, to resist God's ways, to, to choose our way rather than God's way, to make other things our king. And we do. We do. We, we give so much power to other things that we know that are not really going to save us, but we put our trust in them. We put our trust in money. We put our trust in security. We put our trust in people. We put our trust in the world. We put our trust in our name. And we give so much power to these things that we know that later on will betray us. And they do. And the one person that will never betray us, the one person that is so faithful and always will remain faithful, we oftentimes forget and we turn our back on. All of us, my brothers and sisters, fall into this trap. But Jesus doesn't stop. He doesn't give up. Jesus goes to the extreme to show us that if we follow him, He's not going to control us and manhandle us. He's not going to be a dictator. He's going to be a God who loves us so much that he's going to lay his life down for us. That, that everything that you and I experience in life, he knows. All of the pain and the suffering, everything that we struggle with, he goes to the cross to say, I know it. I felt it. I experienced it. The trauma, the pain, the suffering, death, everything that we experience as humans, Jesus says, I know it too. I've been through it before you. And so today, as we, as we hold these palms in our hands, these palms, the reason why that they, they had these palms was there was a practice at that time that when a, a soldier or a king went into battle and they came back winning that battle, the people would go around and they would take the, when the, when the king would come back into the city, the people would take the, the palms or the tree, the branches off the trees and they would lay them down. They would lay them before that man, showing that man honor and giving that man their, their, their um, obedience to him. Showing that, that, they would, that they would honor him as their king. That's what they were doing for Jesus. And that's what we do today. We hold these palms not as a, as a, a superstitious thing. A lot of people like the palms. It's almost like, oh, I, I got to get my palm for this year. It's almost like I got to get my blessing. It's almost like I got to get my lucky charm for the year. But this is not something superstitious. What this is, is a symbol of us surrendering to Christ as our king. So as we hold this palm, what we're saying to Jesus is, Jesus, there are things in my life that I don't necessarily want to lay down for you. There are parts of my life that I want to hold back because I want to be in control of. Because I'm afraid of giving God control. I'm afraid of surrendering everything to God. I'll leave a little bit here on the side for me. 
My health, Jesus, I don't know if I want to give that to you. My business, Jesus, I don't know if I want to give that to you. We all are holding something back from God. And that's a process. It takes time. It's not easy. But as we hold these palms today, what we need to be telling Jesus is, Jesus, I'm going to lay this down for you. This palm that I hold, Jesus, whatever it is that I'm holding back from you, Jesus, I want you to be king of it. I want you to have authority over it. My marriage, my family, my finances, my friendships, my school, whatever it might be. Jesus, this is it. I'm going to lay it down for you. I'm going to let you be king. It's scary to trust God. It's scary to trust the God that we cannot see. But everything that we can see Everything that we want to put our trust in, everything that we can hold on to, never satisfies. Everything that we want to hold on to, to give us security, that we can see before our eyes, betrays us. So today, as we make Jesus our king, we need to be thinking about the things that we're holding back from him. And we need to ask him, to help us, to give us the strength to say, Jesus, I'm giving it to you. I'm going to give you everything. As we do this, my brothers and sisters, we have to remember that, that in a relationship, there is commitment. There is love. And everything that we do for God and with God is out of love. Not out of control, not out because God just wants to have control of my life, but because God loves me and I'm called to love him back. And so what areas of my life is God calling me to love him, but I'm putting to the side? What area of my life am I holding back? This week is called Holy Week. Because these next few days are going to be the holiest days. These days are going to be drenched in God's blessings and graces. And if we live these days holy in a holy manner, we will receive so many graces that will transform us. They will literally transform us. They will change us from within. And we're all in need of that transformation. We're all in need of that change. We're all, we're all begging Jesus to save us. There's, there's that cry inside of all of us saying, Jesus, save me from this situation. Save me from this whatever it might be. Save me. This week is an opportunity to lay it down and say to Jesus, Jesus, save me. How do we do that? Well, like I said, this week needs to look different than all the other weeks of my life, all of the other days of my life. This week is holy, which means it needs to be set apart. It means, it means that it's going to look different. So, for example, Holy Thursday is a very beautiful day. Holy Thursday is the day that we celebrate two sacraments that God gave us, that Jesus gave us. Do you guys know which sacraments those are? Holy Thursday. The last, I'll give you a, a, a hint, Last Supper. What's, which sacraments did Jesus give us at the Last Supper? The Eucharist, and what else? Priesthood, very good, very good. Which is why we see Jesus washing the feet of his disciples, 
We will have Mass here at 6 on Thursday, washing the feet of the disciples, showing Jesus what their priesthood is going to look like, commissioning the apostles to go and to serve, right? giving us the Eucharist, giving us his body and his blood. The greatest gift that God has ever given us is giving us his body and his blood. And then at night is Jesus' agony in the garden. And the churches will remain open. All of the churches remain open Holy Thursday. And there's a beautiful, beautiful tradition that all of the churches remain open so that we can come and make and, and, and comfort Jesus in his hour of agony as he prepares himself to be betrayed and then to die. Jesus says to the apostles that night, they fall asleep in the garden. Now imagine you're in your worst hour and your best friends fall asleep on you. Jesus, his best friends, who are supposed to be his strength, they fall asleep on him. And he says to them, he says, could you not watch and pray one hour with me? So the tradition is, is that we should come to church Thursday night, and we will have meditations in the hall, um, basically from 10 until uh, about midnight, and the church will remain open until morning. The, the hall, we'll actually have it in the hall. The idea behind this is that instead of falling asleep like the apostles, we're going to remain one hour with Jesus. We're going to pray with you, Jesus. We're going we're gonna to keep you company. We're going to console you, Jesus, because we love you. Good Friday should be a day of mourning for us. I'm amazed by how many people take Good Friday just like any other day. I know of so many people who actually go out they go out and they party on Good Friday. Now imagine if your best friend, the person that you love so much, died that day. What would you be doing on the day that your parent, for example, died? Would you be out partying? Would you be out having a, 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 a nice dinner? Would you be out drinking and partying? Probably not. Would you be watching TV and watching the news like any other day? Probably not. You'd be mourning. You'd be heartbroken. Good Friday, we need to be heartbroken to remember Jesus' love, to wake up, to realize how much we have lacked in loving him and to love him. So how I look at Good Friday is a day where I... I wear black already. I kind of have no choice. I just wear black every day, okay? But, but this is a day that we can wear black. We can watch something like The Passion of the Christ. Many people say, Father, I can't watch that movie. It's too much. And I say, but Jesus went through it. So how can we say it's too much? He did it for me, and I'm worried about myself. Oh, it's too much for me. Oh, poor me. <laughs> really? Watch the Passion of the Christ with your family. Remember, see it before your eyes. Another movie that I always watch is Jesus of Nazareth, which is like seven hours. And you can break it up throughout the week. You know, start from the beginning and break it up. Watch an hour every day throughout this holy week. Watch The Chosen. Watch the Bible series. Something that will bring your heart and your mind to be focused on Him. Good Friday. Come to church. 
Think about your sins. We also have a penance service on uh, tomorrow, Monday. We're going to have eight, nine priests in this church ready to set us free from our sins. When was the last time we've been to confession? When was the last time the sins that we're holding on to, we gave them to Jesus to set us free? When was the last time we did that? Are we ready to confess our sins so that we can be free? And then Saturday and Sunday, celebrate. To celebrate the fact that, guys, heaven is open to all of us. Heaven is, is, is now open to us. Celebrate. Be joyful. The drama, the family drama, the anger, the grudges, the silly stuff that we're holding on to, let it go. Be joyful. Celebrate. And as we go through these steps with Jesus throughout Holy Week, we'll die with Jesus and we'll rise with Jesus. And we'll experience the power of the resurrection. And we'll really truly understand Jesus as our king. Hosanna. Save us, Jesus. You are our king. Amen? Amen. Happy Palm Sunday.